0: Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show.
1: And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show live and on demand. But let's face it, not really in demand. We're shocked that they're still paying us to be here every bit as much as you are. Nevertheless, we persisted. We can say she persisted, right? I mean, that can be our preferred pronoun. How do you identify today, Steve? Indeed. Nevertheless... She persisted. I'm Steve Dace. Todd Erzin is here with me. He doesn't know who he is either. Aaron McIntyre, he does know who he is, and that is the problem.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not sure what that means, but I'm proud of it. It's multi-layered. Uh, it's yes. like an
3: onion.
1: Four, it's four-dimensional is what it is. Four-dimensional chess, yes. Uh, and our good friend, Rob, you know, he is down in Dallas. He'll be joining us here momentarily for the Dace Group Roundtable. Of course, we love to know what you think about what we think, and it is a Feedback Friday. We'll be getting to some of your feedback a little bit later on in the show. Send yours in, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E, or like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Follow Steve Dace on MeWe. Get and maybe one day someday parlor will return youtube.com slash Dace show for clips of the program or rumble.com slash stevedace i mentioned it's a feedback friday we'll get to your feedback next hour but of course you know what the first hour is on a friday it is time for the dace group Your weekly look at the week that was brought to you by Rough Greens. We've been telling you about that supplement powder that you mix in with your pet's food that does all the stuff for your pet that our supplements do for us since they've taken a lot of the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, pre and probiotics, etc. out of our food for long shelf life, mass distribution and consumption. They've done it with your pet's food too. And Rough Greens puts it right back in there with this powder that you mix in with your pet's food. But you may be wondering... Maybe our dog has higher standards than the Dace dog cap does and won't like it, so I don't want to risk it. Well, we have good news for you today. You don't have to. We're going to give you that first 14-day Jumpstart bag for nothing, for free. You just pay for the shipping, but the bag itself is free. You get two weeks on us to find out if your pet takes to it, and if you don't see a difference, Uh, in your pet in 14 days or less just go to roughgreens.com r-u-f-f for roughgreens.com to take advantage of this offer Uh, or you can give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG r-u-f-f again 833-ROUGH-DOG let's get to issue one bleep lord nefarious says
2: keep your kids out of our gay clubs obviously when we're seeing 12 year olds dressed as girls and women uh, stripping for gay men throwing them dollar bills on a stage it's it's just i don't know why we have to uh, us me as a, as a homosexual has to tell people keep your kids out of my life you know keep your kids innocent and pure what, what do you feel about the
1: whole uh story hour drag queen story hour
2: oh i think it's stupid i i think it's damaging i think it will actually lead to more confusion of gay children growing up gay in a small southern town I was lucky to have a wonderful and accepting family.
4: I always struggled with
2: the idea that I might not be able to discuss my personal life at work. Imagine my surprise when I was taking my oath at CIA, and I noticed a rainbow on then-Director Brennan's lanyard. Inclusion is a core value here. Officers from the top down work hard to ensure that every single person, whatever their gender, gender identity, race, disability, or sexual orientation can bring their entire self to work every day.
0: This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. After meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe
4: shatter some stereotypes
2: along the way. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord and I answered my calling. Today racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists are the most likely to conduct mass casualty attacks against civilians. Specifically, those who advocate for the superiority of the white race. The threats posed by domestic violent extremism are often fueled by false narratives, conspiracy theories, and extremist rhetoric spread throughout social media
4: and other online platforms.
2: Would the the administration offer any advice on whether or not
4: to pay a ransom? So typically, that is a private sector decision. Obviously, we have the acute
0: issues with the Colonial Pipeline ransomware attack, but looking more holistically in a macro view, how does this speed up the efforts at DOE to move in more of a renewable direction, since this is going to have an impact on people at
2: the pump? You know, if you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you.
4: How can you assure us that slave labor coming out of China, where genocide is taking place as we speak, are never a part of the climate solution in the United States. Uh, You're absolutely correct. It is a problem.
2: President, do you believe enhanced unemployment benefits had any effect on diminishing a return to work in some categories?
0: No. It is insufficient for us to simply focus on the more traditional masculine areas of
4: the economy.
2: Are you gonna have everyone back in September 100%
5: in class five days a week? I hope
4: so. But again, we have not funded gain-of-function research on this virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. No matter you're how you're parsing you say words, words, it. There was research.
2: But is the mask going to be something we have with us in a seasonal aspect? You know, that's quite possible. Give everyone a sense of what the country is going to look like next Mother's Day. Well, George, I hope that next Mother's Day we're going to see a, a dramatic difference than what we're seeing right now. And there's
4: there's some conditions to that, George.
1: Of course, that video uh, came before they got a call from the Biden White House that said, listen, we knew we were losing 30 house seats next year. Right now, we're looking at losing them all. We're going to lose every single damn house seat, all of them. So, COVID, uh, it was nice knowing you. Time to move on. Uh, let's get to the opening question. Rob is the guest. As always, you get to go first. What was the best of the worst this week? Oh, I think the the best
5: of the worst um, was... Uh, Dr. Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci uh, going back and forth on the Wuhan uh, virology lab. I mean, Rand Paul didn't say it in a succinct manner uh, because there was a group that the NIH funded the then fund, funded coronavirus research. Right, and it it's the Planned Parenthood explanation we always get.
1: Yet. Well, we right. don't we don't violate the Hyde Amendment. We're not funding baby kills. We're just funding the organization that does the baby kills. It's a, it's semantics.
5: Yes, we're just yeah we're just we're just taking their you know administrative costs. Yes, we, we did the. Right. It's like it's like saying you know, you know, we didn't. We're really not we're not pay paying them to take the off the heads.
1: We're just paying yeah. the overhead. Yes, exactly. Yes,
5: right. Yeah. Or it's like saying, you know, we, we really didn't give the, the, the German regime in the 30s money to fund Dr. Mengele's experiments. We just kind of covered their, you know, operating costs type thing. It's just it's absolutely nuts. And I thought that that was the best. And there were a lot um, this week. I think the, um, the 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 drag queen in the beginning saying, you know, yeah, you, we, we should be keeping your kids away from me at a strip club. That's probably a good idea. Uh probably takes a second. Um and I I did like the um the, the CIA person uh saying that that the former communist that somehow got to be head of our CIA organization was wearing a rainbow flag. I thought that was an interesting one. I still haven't figured out how somebody that was openly communist got to head, um the largest intelligence agency in the united states but, indeed you know, they, they a, usually
1: keep that information from us that is correct <laughs> todd what was your favorite yes our cup just runneth
3: over this week got a couple the uh Daughter of two lesbians, who's now making her way in the uh, military, right there. I, I, as that comes out, not so ironically, there was just another study that even with the renewed physical requirements of joining, that the females can't possibly. Keep I'm
1: glad. Up. I'm glad you brought that up. But I, she's
2: defying stereotypes. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah I don't. Lie. I don't really care how many moms she has. If if you are yeah. a jihadi in Tehran. Uh, if you are um, a, a soldier or a general in Pyongyang or Beijing, do you really think, wow, she's a threat to my soldiers? Yeah,
3: exactly. Probably not. My yeah. my oldest daughter is writing a paper. What is she,
1: about a buck oh five maybe? My daughter? No. Well, her? Well, that yeah, that yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, my daughter, oldest daughter, is is writing a uh, book uh, in uh, junior cop. About, uh, they're taking on uh, uh, some pretty intense issues, and she's writing about transgenderism in sports. And she's telling she said, "Dad, the more I research this, the more I can't even believe I need to write this paper." And I said, "That's your lead. Mm-hmm. That's your first sentence because of other nonsense like this." But the one i really want to focus in on is the notion from all of these intelligence experts. That white nationalism is the greatest domestic threat to our country. Okay. This is from the same
1: intelligence experts. Now, hold on. Most of the worst ideas in this country, let's face it, have come from white people. We can't deny that.
3: I I accept that premise. Okay. Broadly but that's speaking. probably not
1: their premise. Broadly okay. speaking.
3: Well, All we right. may end up there after I say what I'm about to say. You tell me. Okay. But wait a second. Back in, oh, 2000... 2001, where there were multiple men of Arab descent training to fly airplanes at flight schools, but they didn't, they said out loud, they didn't want to know how to land them or take them off. That didn't raise any flags. The fact that this FBI had no idea that Michigan State University was farming out its doctor to the women's Olympic gymnastic team, and in both places, there were long-time complaints about, uh, molestation. Nothing there either. But you're certain, guys, you're certain now that white supremacists across America are about to take this thing down. Okay, I'm in. Sure, you got this. Well, did I get there? No. I don't know where
1: I got <laughs> Aaron go
2: ahead <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of where I was gonna go as well after first of all he was just parking on the recruitment videos here so that's two from the CIA, one from the Army where it could be confused with a uh, where a rainbow jihad the the people who were hiring to keep us from the ill effects, all of them of the actual you know Islamist jihad that uh, Todd just described. The people that were hiring, are, you know, they could be confused. The PSAs that they're running could be confused with, I don't know, propaganda for the rainbow jihad. That's a bad thing. And there's two explanations. Neither of them are good. Why we're seeing this push from the intelligence, the CIA, the intelligence community for recruiting, and now the army as well. And I think that we're probably going to see some more of these. Either one, the leaders in, of recruiting in the army and the CIA see the potential pool of recruits as as resonating with the type of message that they're putting out. That's a bad explanation because it means the people who are supposed to be defending our country really don't really like our country whatsoever. At least, what was left of our country. Or two, the people in our the people in our our, our pool of of uh, potential recruits for those agencies for those institutions don't actually fit what those institutions uh, are looking now. for I so hear those are the two op- uh, two possible explanations for for why we're seeing this recruiting push from those 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 varied uh, used to be illustrious or maybe not so much in the CIA's case institutions but the thing that I wanted to so as we as we're seeing these psas we cut to national homeland security director, the attorney general, saying that uh, white supremacists, in shorter terms, white supremacists are the biggest domestic threat to the country. This is the point of the show where, you know, we're on a a right-leaning network, aren't we? We're supposed to say, um, uh, no, you're the biggest threat to the country. but And that's true. That's true. Uh, I think it was Jesse Kelly who pointed this out. This is, this is what people who actually have power, what they, what they actually do. See, Re- when Republicans have this type of power, they recuse themselves from Russian collusion, Russian collusion cases, bogus cases. That's like hurtful. That. That's very hurtful. That's hurtful. <laughs> I love that. One of my favorite sound bites of the entire Trump administration. It's kind of hurtful from Jeff Sessions. When Republicans have this type of power... We play the bagpipes. When Republicans have this type of power, I don't know, our, our Homeland Security... We play the bagpipes. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. I hear you. The Homeland Security guy... I hear I, I you knocking. He was, I'm coming in. I, I hear he you. was pretty good, but it was a little too good too late. See, when Republicans have power, they, they, they do everything but use that power. Even if from the bully pulpit. Because of what we were talking about on yesterday's show. I, I don't think that... Either they don't believe it, which is the case in most places... Or in Jeff Sessions' case, I think he—I think he was a conservative. He had a pretty good voting record. It uh, was just paralyzed with fear or, or something. But when, when Republicans have that type of power, they govern like anything other than the people who sent them there believe. When Democrats have that power, they do everything they can to make the other side know that they have that power.
3: That—that that was such a great condensed sharing circle of the Trump administration bagpipes, and it's hurtful.
1: Yes. Exit question on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being Bruce Jenner's conservatism and 10 being Bruce Jenner's psychosis. Uh, rank this week's level of total depravity,
5: Aaron. 10. Todd. 10. Rob. I'm going to go with 7 because it can always get worse. There we, there we go.
1: Finally, some optimism.
3: Finding his inner Shannon Joy. Yes,
1: there it is. Hey, if you are struggling with pain, whether it's in the back, knee, neck, shoulders, for me it's that is that pesky left hip flexor whichever the case may be unless it's an a m- immediate injury if that's the case please by all means go get treatment but if it's the chronic variety chances are the underlying cause is inflammation and you got to defeat that inflammation before it defeats you that's why you want to check out a product that i use omega xl backed by 35 years of clinical research it attacks the inflammation that's causing your pain those topical rubs pain relievers they help with the symptoms but they don't with the treatment that's what omega xl does if you want to give it a shot right now we're offering it buy one get one free buy the first bottle they will throw the second one in for free for you when you go to omegaXL.com slash steve that's omegaXL.com slash steve or you can kick it old school give them a call 800-844-4888 that's 800-844-4888 let's get to issue two jimmy carter 2.0
2: two weeks ago joe biden gave his joint address to congress where he boasted a vaccine distribution a rampaging american economic comeback stability on the global stage and touted his efforts to reduce carbon emissions Two weeks later, unvaccinated Americans are more likely to feel comfortable in public spaces than those who have actually taken the vaccine. The April jobs report produced only a quarter of what was expected. Israel and Hamas are locked in their bloodiest conflict since 2014. And we're well on our way to Joe Biden's goal of 50 percent less carbon emissions by 2030 since the largest oil pipeline in the country was compromised by Russian hackers. A lot can change in two weeks, but when America and the world needs a competent, much less virile voice of strength for the free world, Biden gives us this.
4: You guys are bad. I'm not supposed to be answering all these questions. I'm supposed to leave.
2: And when Biden isn't giving us this, his energy secretary says oil pipelines shutting down could be avoided by going green. If you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you. Do you think she knows how electricity is made? Anywho, when we're not being chided for not buying electric vehicles, Biden's own bureaucracy chides Americans for not getting the vaccine, even while the president himself still wears a mask while outdoors.
4: looking for my mask. I'm in trouble.
2: And around vaccinated people. Perhaps that's why a morning consult poll from this week found across the board and by a pretty wide margin, unvaccinated Americans are more comfortable doing things things around other people like going to a game the amusement park or a cruise a lot can change in two weeks but when america needs a calming presence we get cia and u.s army recruitment videos
0: i am a cisgender millennial with a little girl raised by two moms growing up gay in a small southern
2: town that could be confused for rainbow jihad propaganda and while a real jihad threatens america's closest ally in the middle east the white house equivocates between that ally and her enemy
4: Since last week, he has directed his team to engage intensively with senior Israeli and Palestinian officials.
2: A lot can change in two weeks, but let's be honest, nothing really did, and that's why we're here.
1: I was born a small, gay, poor, black, gay child. Let's get to the first question. (laughs) You're so many ways tired. I know it. I know. Um, has the Biden administration already dug the country into a hole that it took Jimmy Cotta four years to face planets us into? Or is that a reactionary take? After all, they have now done an about face on several of these laments in just the last 24 hours, indicating that at the very least, somebody within the Biden White House, is polling. At the very least, that's going on. Todd, what do you think?
3: It's not an about-face. It's a pause at best. And of course they've driven into that hole, but it's by design. Unlike with Jimmy Carter, uh, the malaise speech that he's uh, so well-known for, well, there there actually was sort of an ex... He wasn't wrong, but his messaging was just so the opposite of Reagan. Reagan was telling you, too, America has some problems, but he said, hey, nothing ain't broke that we can't be fixed if we do this and this and that. He was just the perfect messenger. But this is by design with this administration. I mean, when he so openly says, yes, of course, I'm an empty vessel and I'm being, you know, you can see the strings on me. That's all. Why didn't he just say that? <laughs> they, 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 they want it parked here. There have been multiple stories that have come out in news, I, I don't know if it's definitely the Atlantic, but it would be places like that or Slate, stories that have been written about by the people who say, what Jordan Schachtel has paraphrased now, this has been the best time of these people's lives. These people, and the, the columns, the articles, are about how do we carry that forward? How do we live our lives that way going forward whenever the, the normal comes back? These people are the ones who are happy to see those gas lines. They want those to continue. They they want to figure out a way that that's, that kind of thing is the next thing. They, they want the crisis. They need the crisis. They don't know what it's going to be. But do you think those kinds of people were shedding tears at the gas lines? They were clapping and saluting. The green new day is almost here. I can feel it. So, um... Yeah, this is. It's all by. Just don't kid yourself. It's not an accident. Uh, Jimmy Carter may have just been bad at his job, naive. That's not what we're talking about here.
1: I'm fascinated. I mean, when he says stuff like this, he, he's done it before. By the way, the, I, I, I'm not supposed to be answering these questions. Yeah. That's not the first time he said that. It, it doesn't it remind you a little bit of your grandpa? Yes. Who's kind of gone? Yep. And and you, you know you're he and he's watching you while your while your parents are out, but he's not supposed to be driving. And you're like, come on, Grandpa, take me get some ice cream. He's like, I don't know, you're gonna get me in trouble. I ain't supposed to be driving this car. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what this is. Right? <laughs> and that's by the dimension. It's okay, though. He's just only running the free world. That's this always is
3: ridiculous. That's always, by the way, what you meant by the dementia it yes. was never like he's utterly uh you know drooling insane but even even if he, you know even your distinguished grandpa who you know had the war record you know y- you got to know him at a certain point where grandpa i don't know if you need those car keys yeah anymore. When, when,
1: when the guy you know you, when grandpa starts holding his eyelids yeah. up you know that kind of stuff yeah. i mean you don't want him to drive do you no
3: and i definitely don't want this guy driving aaron what do you think
2: so I, I don't think that we're seeing Carter 2.0. I, I think that we're seeing Biden 1.0. Um, that's what. That's the. That's the only way that this could go. Jimmy Carter had some previous, you know, executive experience being the governor of Georgia, right? Yes. Okay. Now, Joe Biden has decades of experience, even some in the. In the executive branch, not as the chief executor, but some in the executive branch. But it's where that experience is, Um, Washington. How many decades has he been in Washington? Joe Biden is the living embodiment of something that I have brought up on numerous occasions. You see these late night or just comedy political shows on HBO like John Oliver, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And I haven't watched the show or clips from it for a long time, but it's the same refrain every single show that I see. He's great at diagnosing problems in society and in government and really entertaining in doing so. But then when we get to the solution, it's always more government. Joe Biden is the living embodiment of that because he is the living embodiment of progressivism, of the spirit of the age, a dead letter who was only... Only foisted to power because of how terrible. Er, I don't know in this case, but only foisted to power either by hook or crook. All right, he is the living embodiment of progressivism, a whitewashed tomb, if you will. Who has had ample opportunity to fix problems, but has only only seen his career increase and not actually fix any problems. So it's. It's it's not Come Jimmy on, man. Carter. It's not Jimmy Carter 2.0. It's Joe Biden 1.0 because he is taking this to a whole other level. And if we're not careful, as I kind of alluded to in that level, we we're not going to see we're not going to see uh, another Jimmy Carter. We're going to see further and further worse versions well, of a Joe Biden. Since
3: we're talking about ex-president Steve, I have a question for you and by extension Rob our guest. How much do you think Barack Obama is directly involved in this because part of me Mucho thinks... Mucho gusto. See, pa- see, a lot of me thinks, of this course. Is the third term, but yes. there, But there's another part of me that thinks there's a Jonah Hill, this gift, because there was genuine spit and polish on the... I mean, they had their messes, but, you know, the face. What this happened thing the, is chaos. What happened
1: in the last 48 hours is the David, David Axelrod wing of this Listen. stepped in and said, guys... Are you freaking so, kidding me? Okay? When you say
3: the adult, you may be talking about yeah.
1: Obama directly. I might be talking about him specifically. Yeah. Imagine, the, imagine the Obama era without the charisma, That's the my polish, point. This is my point. the talent, the biography, the inspirational presence remove all of that and just go with the same a lot of the exact same ideologues Ta-da! okay and and so remove the pomp and circumstance and just go with almost the exact same ideologues and same kind of policies but then advanced forward a few years to where the culture is now
5: and that's what you're dealing with right here what do you think rob yeah i mean i i, I think I was thinking when you guys were talking that this is the um that movie the dave presidency but joe biden isn't actually in the basement after having the stroke and his doppelganger isn't running the country it's just him and his body uh that is running the country um but you know going back to jimmy carter right jimmy carter actually trying to find my mask
1: some...
5: exactly hey jimmy, jimmy carter...
1: carter got bacon and sadat man to camp david exactly that's i what think I, was I think this is actually Instead unfair jimmy, to carter Go ahead.
5: Right, that's exactly what I was going with. The Jimmy Jimmy Carter didn't give or didn't restart 200 million or 200 billion dollar payments. I think it's million to Hamas so they could buy weapons mm-hmm. because Hamas runs the Palestinian Authority. It's a Hamas government in the Gaza Strip. We did not give them money during the Carter pulled uh, out the of the 1980
1: Summer Olympics in Moscow. Yes. He didn't have Moscow do the curriculum for the damn public schools.
3: Okay. Exactly. People and, and are writing Carter, emails right now Steve you've always been a
5: shameless Carter apologist <laughs> Car- well see Steve and I grew up during the Carter administration I mean we were you know in kindergarten to kindergarten to like second so grade. so was Todd during, yep. during the yep. yeah during that administration and you know there's a couple things. Carter also, a lot of people don't know, he's the one that deregulated the beer industry. The entire craft beer revolution, like the fact that you can get something other than Budweiser, Bud Light, Miller and Miller Light, is because Jimmy Carter deregulated the beer industry. I mean, he had deregulation tendencies as well. And, and I remember, and it's weird, and this is probably why I was a weird kid and ended up what, with what I'm doing. I remember at like six or seven, we did one of those, you know, clean the park where we played little league type things. And I remember, you know, because if you watch the news, the country was like in throws and Carter couldn't figure it out. But I got this little letter that was, you know, mechanically signed by the president or printed. It wasn't really signed, but you know, I'm six. I'm like, doesn't the president have something better to do? Doesn't Carter have something (laughs) better to do than like (laughs) sign a letter to me, thanking me for cleaning up the park. Like, can he get the hostages out of Iran? Like, I mean, but you know, that's just a, a Carter aside. And that's why I ended up where I am today
1: my 4-year-old wanted to know no I'm, I'm lying yeah those were the, the i that's the one thing uh, that's one thing about the trump era i do not miss yeah our lefty oh, yeah. blue check mark you know my 6-year-old wanted to know, no no he he's picking his nose he didn't want to know and he just, wait, he just ate his boogers. Stop. Please just stop this. Okay. Uh, let's get to the exit question, shall we? Uh, Biden has been president about four months. Let's fast forward four months from now to around, say, Labor Day. Uh, if the state of things at that time were a Bob Seeger song, which Bob Seeger song would it be? A, still the same, B, beautiful loser, C, like a rock, or D, Hollywood Nights? Aaron.
2: Like a rock meaning oh. dropping really fast okay <laughs> nice
3: studio 54 is in hollywood or in new york Yali- city oh no that's in new york yeah uh, then i'm wrong then but it's hollywood nights the most depraved version very quickly rob what do you think
5: uh still the same
1: still the same all right when we come back mucho covid lies uh uh debunked which uh, we'll discuss next
0: This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: With corporations meddling in our way of life more than ever before, canceling free speech, we need to support companies that support our values, believe in our Constitution. And one of them happens to be in an industry that pretty much all of us take advantage of these days. That's Patriot Mobile with the mobile phone industry. When you go to PatriotMobile.com Steve, if you make the switch today, you're going to bring you, or bring your own phone. Uh, you can get 15 per, 50%, not 15, 5 off. Your first two months, plus a Patriot starter kit. All the details right there on my special page. PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Uh, Patriot Mobile uses all the same towers as the major carriers, so you get the same great service, but they've got plans to fit any budget, including multi-line discounts. They don't charge you hidden fees, and they don't donate their profits, the money you gave them, to the causes that hate you. So again, Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve or give them a call 972 Patriot. That's 972 Patriot. Get that 50% discount for the first two months and the free starter kit and even a chance to win cellular service for life with the offer code Steve at PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Again, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. We welcome back our good friend Rob Eno. As we continue on with our weekly look at the week that was, let's get to issue three here on the Dace Group. What will be the next debunked COVID lie?
2: Two more CDC lies and or obfuscations were corrected this week. First, the admission, finally, that COVID-19 is an airborne virus not spread through droplets or surfaces. That's something that's been known for quite some time now and mirrors other coronaviruses from the past. Then, the New York Times, of all places, humiliated the CDC, if that's even possible, when they released a story this week calling the CDC's guidance on outdoor spread a, quote, lie. The paper sourced the CDC as saying outdoor spread risk was as high as 10%, when the true number could be a less than
4: 0.1%. And then there's this from CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. The WHO said this is a pandemic the CDC delayed, not on your watch. Um, then it was about aerosols versus surfaces, and that was known, but it didn't come out uh, with guidance until much later, really until recently. Now it's outdoor exposure. Could be 10 percent. The science really says 1 percent. You're very slow to go there. You're playing it too safe, and there is a cost that comes with that. Is it a cost that we should have to pay?
0: You know, I want to be very clear about that last piece, which I think was on my watch. So the outdoor guidance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have a whole bunch of people piled on top of each other, breathing heavily, probably not. A Even good
4: idea. if vaccinated. Why? When we see so few breakthrough cases, there's so few breakthrough cases. We need people to get vaccinated. You need to give them more carrots. Look at the science and say the risk is almost de minimis. Take the masks off, live your life, and let's see who gets vaccinated.
0: Right. And you're exactly your point is is exactly where we are.
4: What data do you have that suggests you need to go slow before you let people completely unmask and live their lives uh, if they've gotten the vaccine? You know, I know you're waiting for the data to say it's safe, but what data do you have that says it's unsafe?
0: Well, you know, we we know.
1: That clip that Aaron played yesterday of Andy Slavitt saying, "Frankly, I kind of think vaccinated people have waited long enough, or something, something along those lines." Getting impatient, yeah, getting impatient. Thank you. Poor, An- you know, Andy Slavitt's now like, finally, man, I'm going every damn. I don't damn- have to. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going on every cable news show now. I'm going on them all. I have to answer these <laughs> stupid questions anymore that there's no answers to. Okay, so book me on every damn one. Hell yeah, we ought to get back to normal. All right, let's, let's get to the opening question here, Todd. What will be the next debunked COVID lie and why? Well, we kind of know, actually, don't we? It's the vaccination. Walensky said yesterday when they, when, essentially the Biden administration ended COVID in America yesterday for, for all intents and purposes. Vaccine passport debate everything because they said if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anywhere. But then, they, but then they were asked, well, what if people aren't vaccinated and they're not wearing masks? Can I get it? And she said, well, no, you're protected. You have the vaccine. It's the people who don't have the vaccine that aren't protected. Isn't that the point we've been making all along? For years and years and years on this entire debate, if you're vaccinated... Like the whole thing with my kids got measles because my your kids weren't vaccinated for measles and mine were. Well, your kid's measles vaccine must yeah. suck balls, okay? Must not work very well then, I'm guessing. She admitted this yesterday. So I guess that we already have the answer to this question, don't we?
3: Kind of, from okay? a certain point of view. I mean, I've said that. Same Everything way. is from <clears throat> yes. a
1: certain point of view, Obi-Wan. I've yes. said the
3: same thing to a doctor in the past. I mean, I've had these conversations, but here's... Here's the thing. She she and her CDC, in the span of what, like a week, week and a half, have gone from you must mask children outside in summer at camp. Yes. At camp. And if they're heavy breathing outside yes.
1: playing soccer, they must wear masks. She said that so, too. Yes. So
3: children, the least threatened of all demographics. She said and within the span of a week and a half now, go back to normal. You can wear masks. Uh, you can take the mask off inside everybody if you're vaccinated how do you how do you make sense of that? it's well, just
1: all politicized
3: well here, here's how, and here's the thing, and this was ultimately going to be uh, you know uh, depending on how we got into this my prediction for the week too but the reason save your prediction well the, well the, it, I'll come up with a different one okay. The reason this is going on because of what you said they are genuinely concerned with the lack of vaccine efficacy and still cases
1: have gone down 76 percent in the last 14 weeks
3: the current the the possibility for shedding and the injury rate as reported by Vars, they're concerned by all of that and so honestly this is this is how craven it is and i'm speaking only for myself now but by taking the mask mandate off and it speaks to all the panic porn people, hoping it, honestly, hoping it comes true. If it comes back, and it's likely, and I think they think it's likely it comes back, back vaccine or not, just because it's seasonal, uh, it's regional, the virus is going to virus. This was an emergency vaccine, there was no guarantees. By taking the mask off, people may say, I told you so beforehand, but everybody, Both the so-called experts and the panic porn cultists, they're going to be happy to go back and shut down again. So if you keep the masks on, though, then it means the vaccines and the masks don't work. And this is the way we have to think because of the year we've been through.
1: I think we have to think that way, but I think there's there's a simpler reality. Number one, they were drowning as an administration. This was sinking them holistically on every front. They couldn't take on the baggage anymore. And I said on this show two weeks ago that they were, we were approaching the, 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 um, the, we were, the exit immunity threshold, meaning that th- there was a juncture in Obamacare where the Republicans had so failed in 2017 to repeal it that they now took on all the baggage of it and it killed them in the 2018 midterms. This was about to happen with reopening and COVID to the Biden administration. It was killing the economy, killing everything. So so they were drowning. That's I think this is just basic instinct. But then number two, see, they actually have an out for vaccination now. By going this way and saying, hey, if you're protected with a vaccine, you're safe. If and when we see some other form of seasonal wave of surges, they now can go back and say that's what happens when our vaccination rates aren't high enough. If. If they wait until vaccination rates are are, are much higher Mm, and then that happens, then the whole lie is blown up on every front. That's why they back out now. They back out now when they're struggling to market vaccinations and cases have declined 76 percent in spite of that in the last 14 weeks. So that later on, if we do have another seasonal wave, then they have an excuse to market it more aggressively. And Mm. then if that never happens again, then this all just gets memory hold and we all just move on with our lives.
3: I agree with that, but of course, I think you also agree that the, the, the people putting out this vaccine is the must, must, must while still saying you have to wear a mask, you don't believe those people are fully confident of the efficacy of their vaccine. Of course they're not. Especially knowing the curve was dropping precipitously before the vaccines were Of course were they're not.
1: Now, we could debate why that is. Maybe the reason they're not confident in it is because the virus is synthetic, and we really have yeah. no idea how, how this thing's going to mutate and whether these vaccinations will cover you with further variants or mutations. It could be, it yeah. could be that, yes. okay? But Clearly, there's, an, uh, there's a piece of information they have not been wanting to tell us yes. all this time yeah, but, that, that oh, would yeah. f- make all these pieces
5: finally fit together. Rob, go ahead. Yeah, it, it's the, the vaccine rates going down. I love what they're doing. Uh, what is it? The Seychelles. They're like they have like 75 percent vaccinations, but they're still getting COVID. Well. They're using a Chinese vaccine that's probably not a vaccine, right? I mean, we can all probably agree with that. But, but going back to this, we, we talked about David Axelrod, right? And and him, or somebody like him, talking about the polling and them going away in less than 17 days, or 17 days now, maybe 18. There is a special election in New Mexico to replace the Interior Secretary, um, who was a, a a House of Representatives a member, Congressperson that got moved up. Uh, that that could be the Scott Brown canary in the coal mine election. Hmm, good has been Democrat for ten years. Where Scott and Brown that, wins ten Kennedy very, seat? Yeah. Right, and it's very very. Um, it's a very close district. It very much mirrors the national mood by a few points. If Nancy, we have six. Let me say six House seat difference. If they lose that, and then they lose a couple more special elections, it could be crazy for them. But you know, we talked about David Axelrod, and we talked about the polling. But that Chris Cuomo thing was like Chris Cuomo actually doing a random act of journalism to the CDC director. He did it it,
1: yesterday. He did it to Andy
5: Slavitt. Andy Slavitt, a
1: couple of weeks ago, he kept asking him over four times, he asked him, Why am I wearing a mask if I'm vaccinated? Yeah,
5: four times. Right. And is that what got her to like change the CDC guidelines? And, And did I hear her? Did she basically say that? Well, you know, you still could catch it outdoors if you were all crawling on top of each other. Yes. Like like having yeah. an orgy outside. Is that, like, literally what she was saying? <laughs> I mean, is that, is that what they think in D.C. is yes. a normal, everyday practice? Yes. <laughs> and that's why you could possibly... I yeah. have all my orgies outside. <laughs> Obviously. Then, and then you know, the, you know the, and, and it, the whole it's aerosol actually infuriates me because, you know, we've known this, like you've said, since last year when the, the ventilation inside New York City apartment buildings was the same. And, you know, people in New York City were like, well, I stayed at home. How did I get the corona? It's because it's airborne and it went through your ventilation system that you share with every other apartment instead of being outside. And the fact that it's an aerosol and the aerosols that carry coronavirus are 10 microns. And if you can see through a mask. It means that the smallest that you can see a void through a mask is 100 microns. And, you know, I don't need the engineering degree that I got in school to realize that 10 is less than 100 and can pass through it. I mean, because that's why masks are unaffected um, for these types of things, because the, the particles are smaller. Right, The vir- it's airborne it's just- and the
1: virons are too small. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Aaron, quickly, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I... I- that, that clip of, of Cuomo questioning Walensky was just earlier this week. There's no question that it was not Walensky's. I mean, did the, does science change? I, that's one of the phrases that I love. The science has changed. The science is... No, science, it's science is a process. It's not an institution. But, of course, when you see science as an institution, of course, institutions change over time. And apparently can change pretty quickly. Because earlier this week... Earlier this week, it was like, you know, they don't go outside without a mask. Even if you're vaccinated now, it's a, yeah, do whatever you want, except for fly without a mask. Va- I mean, that's, you can't, you can't, science doesn't change that quickly. I'll tell you what science changes
1: that quickly, brother, because I've worked in this industry for a long time. Sure as hell, political science changes that fast. Yeah. And it does yes. when you've got the worst inflation on food since 1982. Hell Yeah. Political Steve, science changes along, that you fast. You've got to
3: hear this on that very note. Uh, we were just laughing what, yesterday, the day before, about the, the picture. We've three with, minutes. So Biden quickly. wearing masks. Yeah. J- Jennifer Jacobs, who we know, just reported. She's Wh- now a reporter
1: for Bloomberg. Yes. Yeah.
3: White House aide made an official announcement over the White House loudspeakers, quote, masks optional if you're vaccinated.
1: I- <laughs> Exit question. I'm going to put the over-under on the percentage of school districts that don't require masks for students this fall at 40%. Now, I think that number seems kind of low after what happened today. So let's move it to 60%. Taking the over or the under, Todd? Over. Rob? Over. Aaron?
2: Over by a smidge, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think we're all kind of saying this, this thing... Except for maybe the airports is over, basically. Yeah. All right, quickly. Issue four. How much longer is Dementia Joe going to last in the presidency? Rob, how much longer?
5: Uh, the full four years because, like I said, we're in the day of presidency. What do you think?
3: I'm going to give it
1: nine months. Nine months from today or nine months total?
5: Nine, not, excuse me, nine months
3: from today.
1: So early next year. Yeah. Okay. Aaron? Fewer than 12 months. Okay. I'm on record already predicting I don't think he makes the year. So we'll see. Let's get
2: to predictions. And Aaron, you get to go first. Go ahead. Hall of Fame game prediction. The Pittsburgh 83 Steelers. 83 days away, brother. Pittsburgh Steelers will triumph over the you know, Dallas Cowboys 21. <laughs> just seven. making
1: NFL preseason games. For Not eight. just any preseason 83 game. 83 days
2: away. God. That's what I do every year. Except for last Not year. 83 days away. Oh, yeah. No, I did that. The, I think the very first year I worked for you. Kind of you hated you got that, to a second that, which, which is why I uh, kept doing it.
1: Todd, please don't make a prediction about a, a game that doesn't count, that doesn't that also won't be played for 83 days. Go ahead.
3: No, a, uh, videos are forthcoming for Aaron's montage of people going to restaurants and stores, not wearing their masks, in confrontations with business owners who insist on being part of the cult. Those, it's, it's time to get this thing on.
1: Oh, I'm looking forward to those videos.
5: Actually, yeah. Rob, what do you think? Elise Stefanik will not be conference chair. Gosh, I hope you're right. I uh, think, I think it, it's getting to be too much.
1: Okay. Do you, here's a question, Rob. Do you know why Elise Stefanik even wants to be a Republican when you look at her record? Can you, is there any issue that she agrees with us on? Any, any issue?
5: Any no, it's, it's one of those um, – I, I had a Democratic state representative in Massachusetts while we were drinking in a bar once tell me that the reason he was a Democrat is because it was easy, even though he was a conservative. Yeah. Um, I think it's the same thing in her district. It's easier to be a Republican. Than I
1: got gotcha. you. Okay. My prediction is you're going to see pretty much every Republican governor rescind the lavish unemployment business uh, – I'm sorry, benefits in their home state, which will lead to a precipitous decline in the unemployment rate here later this year, after which – The Biden administration, whomever whomever is president at that point, uh, will take credit for lowering the unemployment rate. (laughs) That's what I think you're going to see. They will be bragging by this fall about the lower unemployment rate after all these Republican governors say, screw this, paying people to stay home crap. We can't afford this any longer. That's what I think you'll see happen. Rob, good to see you as always, brother. Have a good weekend. All right, take care. Thanks for having me on. You bet. We've got one more hour to go. It's Feedback Friday, and your turn next.
0: Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And we are back with Hour 2,
1: live and on demand, here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside... Todders and Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Don't forget to let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the program. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Look for Steve Dace on We Gab, and maybe one day again over on Parlor. Steve Dace is also found. That would be me speaking like Bob Dole in the third person. Well, I'm Steve Dace telling you to vote for Steve Dace. YouTube.com slash Steve Dace is where you can find clips where I do not awkwardly talk in the third person, but they censor me nevertheless. Uh, Rumble.com slash Steve Day Show is where you can go for clips as well. If you're a podcast listener, thank you very much. We love all of you and there is a lot of you these days. So please, uh, if you haven't done so yet, hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. It doesn't matter the podcast platform, but especially those of you that do this via iTunes because it's the biggest podcast platform in the world. So when you guys crank it up on that front, it really helps to boost and promote the podcast. So thank you to all of of you though, no matter where you listen, uh, thank you to all of you that have done those things for us. Let's get to some feedback. Friday brought to you by real estate agents I trust, you know, trying to sell your home in any environment, any, anytime can be stressful, challenging. I once did it where I was selling the home I lived in and had to time it to buy the house and close on it that we were going to move into, right? That can be really stressful, but what about if you do it in these shall we say, what's a word that doesn't get used a lot? Um, Unprecedented times. Bing. There we go. Thank you. Um, If you're doing that, make sure you hire an agent that will come in, take charge of the situation. But then remember, ultimately, who is really in charge is you. Where would you find such an agent? Could you throw in somebody with a proven track record of success while you're at it? Well, by golly, we can. And the name kind of says it all. RealEstateAgentsITrust.com. trust.com that's the website that's where you need to go real agents, I trust.com in fact a lot of these agents uh, are from this audience that's how this entire endeavor got started was linking trustworthy agents in this audience with trust needing clients real agents, i trust.com all right let's get to some feedback friday you guys ready to do this Yeah, let's begin with Luke Strahan, who says, I have a brave pro-life story of the most epic kind and it needs to be told. I love the little Bill and Ted. there, the most epic. I like that. Uh, I'm hoping um, that you guys can help. We can. We got a few people listening, so we'll tell your story, Luke. I'm alive today because of the grace of God and because my mother chased a doctor out of a hospital room when he suggested that she have an abortion 37 years ago my mom was supposed to die from stage 3 ovarian cancer she was supposed to have an abortion and focus on surviving herself after five months of chemo and surgeries while weak and sick my mother still decided to give birth to me she would go on to exhaust all medical options treating her cancer she lost 90 pounds with the cancer still, still spreading the doctors sent her home to die with only a few weeks to live. She was just 30 years old and now had three kids. Through a miracle of God, the cancer left, and on November 4th, 1984, my mom was cancer-free. I share this story because my mom deserves to be honored. She has the kind of bravery that few warriors have. I believe people need to hear these kinds of stories. Luke, so do we, which is why we just shared yours. So, mad props to your mom. That's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about right there. Jim Bicknell writes, I've been standing on the sidelines complaining for a long time. Never had the spine to do anything about it. Recently, that all changed. The Williamson County, Tennessee GOP made the mistake of giving me a forum to run for chair on their committee. They made an even bigger mistake by giving me three minutes to speak. I made a nice little speech and practiced it over and over again. Did I mention I have a huge fear of public speaking? So this night comes. I walk into a room of 300 Alex Peaketons, all of them polished, well versed in speaking GOPEs, and wearing suits that cost more than my annual salary. There were also they were also uh, just uh, there were also two worthless state senators in the room as well. I was fifth in line to speak, and all I kept hearing in my head was. What would Steve Dace do in this moment? Oh, no. I don't like where this is trending. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yes. This is about to take a dark turn. Um, 30 seconds before I was to speak, I decided to ditch my speech and just go from the heart. Yeah, I'd do that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I went with my passion and what I know most about because of you guys. Masks. Particularly the evil of masking our children. In three minutes, I dropped a nuclear truth bomb that I think would give... Uh, patent palpitism I looked the senators in the eye when I said that Tennessee was at best a purple state then ripped the governor then went full Hulk smash on masking our kids I even got a heckler which made me even more determined now we're talking this wasn't about getting a vice chair I hate the GOP this was about getting out a year of aggression on a room full of spineless twat waffles can we say that is that okay
2: let do some Googling.
1: I think it's okay. I want it written into, like,
3: the Declaration of Independence at this point. <laughs> this guy has me running into burning
1: buildings? Yeah! Uh, who have made my children wear face diapers and where there is no reason to. When I finished, I expected to be led out of the room by security and told to never return. Instead, I was stopped by several people who said the school board needs a bull in the china shop like me to stop this madness and wanted to know, would I be interested? So in four years, I just missed this election. I'll be running for school board in Williamston County, Tennessee. Thanks to you guys and all the wisdom I've gained from you over the last year. It's the only reason this happened. It's the year of us isn't just a saying. It needs to be every fiber of our being now. Thanks again for all you do in helping me to figure out my passion. If I, what was his name? Jim Bicknell.
3: Jim if I wasn't so emotionally deadened at this point you would see the single tear coming down my
1: cheek but Todd is tapped out that was beautiful he's dead inside he's Nosferatu he's undead in fact at this point right like we had to get rid of the garlic in the studio just in case just in case it might irritate Todd he's undead yes Uh, Jim is
3: the necromancer though
1: Jim is making these dry bones breathe again in all seriousness, Jim, was uh, that was phenomenal, Matt. That, that's, how do we, that's how we roll, brother. That's how it's done right there.
3: Th- this is why you, we, you, yesterday I said, I, if everybody treats every day with that set-aside shaman un- horn guy, but treats every day as January 6th, 6th, taking their country back with that level of energy, it's game over. It's game over in a rout.
1: Let me say, too, for those of you thinking... Could I do what Jim Bignell just did? If your fear is that if you get up there, they will bombard you with something you do not know, they won't. They won't. Yesterday, the Biden administration basically told you everything in Fauci and Bargain is true. Everything we've been telling you on this show for the last year is is true. There is expertise beyond our grasp, right? That there are, like, I, I'm never going to be a great mathematician, therefore I couldn't do be a great chemist. Some of you, uh, some of you can't, you know, understand deep philosophical constructs, but you do understand um, deep construction ones, right? We, there's certain levels of expertise that elude us in the way we were made, framed. No, Only one being is all-knowing, right? This is biblical, one body, many parts. Correct. But knowledge in and of itself, basic knowledge, is, it, it's meant to be known. The king of the universe says to each and every one of us, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He says that to Jim Bicknell. He says that to the Alex P. Keatons who make more in, in, than, he, than he does in a year right? He says that to the king. He says that to the subject. He says it to the prince. He says it to the pauper. This, the, the knowledge of, of, of creation, God wants it to be known. He wants it to be shared. When our founding documents were written, they were originally written for people in the late 18th century that they assumed had no better than an eighth grade education. Why? Well, because so much of that culture was based on Judeo-Christian tradition. So what would happen at the age of Bar Mitzvah in the Jewish culture? Not only were you welcomed into manhood, but we had to figure out what you were then going to do as a man. The, the idea of adolescence, teenagers, this never existed until 20th century Western civilization. The idea of a prolonged adolescence was, not, was, was just something human civilization could never afford. By and large, the, you know, the aristocracy could have it that we used to, they used to call it sowing your wild oats, but the average classes, the average citizen in any culture and any point in human history, the idea of a prolonged adolescence, no, the minute she first bled, the minute he first had a nocturnal emission, everybody looked at each other and said, so when do we arrange a wedding? Cause it was time to move on, man. Wedding, I mean, life expectancies were in the 30s, 40s. There were plagues, conquerors. We didn't have the luxury of, oh, I don't know, man, I'm 24, dude. I don't know what I want to do Why with my life. Why do you think life. we have no
3: man? They still think they're children right. because that's how they were raised. You're right.
1: So they wrote our founding documents with an eighth grade education because just like at the time of being bar mitzvahed in the Jewish culture in in an ancient tradition, it was either, hey, everybody is everybody now we find out in Hebrew school, do you have what it takes to move on and do this as a vocation? If not, better learn a trade, right? Yeah. Same thing went down in the colonies. You got to you got to you got to the eighth grade. That's when basic education ended. That's why your founders graduated from like Harvard and Yale at 15, 16, 17 years old. Basic education ended. And either you showed the intellectual aptitude to move on to one of those universities or a calling into the ministry, or you learned the trade. You learned how to run daddy's store. You learned how to take over dad's farm. You learned how to take over dad's silversmith shop. We look at things, the same thing goes for uh, the Federalist Papers and everything else. We look at those things and read them as if they're beyond our grasp in 21st century America. They were written for people who often hadn't read anything beyond an eighth grade education. And yet most law students today read those things and and, and they just, wow. My point is the laws of nature and nature's god why do the founders call them self-evident because they're self-evident they want to be known they want to be deployed they want to be acknowledged they want to be obeyed they want to be shared i promise you you're not getting ambushed you're gonna get hecklers why did, they, why did they come up with everyone who disagrees with me as a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic bigot? Because they had all the best counters to our arguments? No, guys, because they don't. They came up with that tactic not because they've got really cool arguments. I remember the first of, the, of doing a week of shows on MSNBC for the first time, and I remember walking away thinking, holy crap, man, these arguments, they're dumber than I thought they were before I started doing this. This is a turkey shoot, man. I mean, I used to think Rush was arrogant as a kid when he said I could, with half my brain tied behind my back just to make it fair. Really, what he was saying is, I really only need half my brain to defeat this complete and total nonsense. I promise you there is no secret comeback. They call names and heckle. Not because they have great counters to your points but because they don't there's no one in this audience that could not do what Jim Bignell did no one and I point this out I stammered a couple times reading Jim's note there were a couple spelling errors in there a couple typos in there pardon me Jim I don't mean to embarrass you dude I have spelling errors and typos that's why Todd edits my stuff my point is though Jim will tell you he ain't Billy Shakespeare man he's just a regular dude Spelled a few words wrong. So in the middle of reading, and I had to decipher what I thought he was trying to say. In other words, everybody in this audience can do what Jim Bignell did. You see my point? Oh, yeah. Everybody could.
3: The, the one point that I just want to echo, because you made it—you won't be bombarded with things you haven't heard before, but as Steve said, the name-calling, you will be bombarded, and that's still a win, because you're drawing them out. Steve, you want
1: people to see yes. all they have is hate. yes. When you throw a rock, never forget this. Yes. If any of you are going to follow in Jim McNell's footsteps, remember what I'm about to say next. When you throw a rock into a pack of dogs, the one that yelps is the one you hit. You want them to yelp. You want that smoke. You want them to reply. Aren't you there to defeat them? Aren't, is that not why you're yeah. there? So don't you want them to recognize don't you want the? Don't you want the infestation to recognize the exterminator when he shows up, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Orkin, the Or, the Orkin man wants to see the cockroach just scurrying into the corners, right? You want that smoke? You want, if, dude? If you're not getting that reply, if they're not walking up. <laughs> To come to persecute us before the yes. appointed time son yes. of man if you're not getting that level of C, then you yeah. ain't over the target brother you want that smoke
3: and if you get it you stand there like robert downey jr is Tony yes Stark.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes <laughs> fire up the 1812 we used to do that on this show years ago just play 1812 overture while we we're just freaking bombing and crushing people yes by all means yes rack up the body count you want that Dwayne says, the wife and I just got back from the Dutch Amish country of central Illinois, about 35 miles south of of, uh, Champaign-Urbana, where the University of Illinois is located. I was shocked to discover that hardly anyone, except a few outside of the community, were wearing masks or social distancing. We ate at a packed restaurant where several hundred people were all eating at once. None of the employees wore any masks. There was a huge buffet style eat and yet, and this, uh, and still nobody wore any masks. This is a community of around 4,500 Amish. I was thrilled to discard my mask for the whole day. I live in the University of Illinois University community. We're not wearing a mask is employment suicide. I talked to a few of them and asked about COVID and masks. They said none of the Amish have worn masks the entire time. I said, how does this fly with state officials? And they told me the state health officials know better than to bother them about things like this. I drew my own conclusions from that statement about my community versus the Amish. Now, I, I want to make a point of why this is vital. So one of the disputes, of, of course, if and this is Todd will enjoy this for a minute. When you de democratize yourself um, as a movement at an institutional level, which is what the Protestant Reformation did. When you democratize yourself at an institutional level and say, you know, when the folks over there in Rome color outside the lines, we don't have to listen to them anymore. Well, it only, there, therefore, it is it is just a natural, if you take this to its most logical conclusion, I just apply this to every church institution then, right? Every, every time they color outside the lines, I don't have to listen anymore and just go start my own and go do my own one. So we've been reforming and splintering and schisming ever since, okay? One of the main internal arguments that came up amongst the first era of Protestant reformers was cultural engagement. Which is ironic because it was also an argument that was held within Catholicism in the Middle Ages. That's where um, the monastic movement and, uh, and those sorts of things came from. And so there was, a, there was a group of people within the Protestant Reformation, they were known at the time as Anabaptists. They are now, the, the Mennonites and the Amish and groups such as these are descendants of theirs. That they basically believed that, that since God's kingdom is not of this world, they're really not to be concerned about the affairs of this world. And so they just largely divorced themselves from it. because there was no point to engaging the culture. Now stop and think about this for just a second. Centuries later, it is the traditions who decided that they weren't being called for any sort of cultural engagement that the culture is afraid to engage. And it's The churches that come from the traditions that said, no, clearly we are to engage culture. Christ himself engaged the culture. The disciples engaged culture. Church fathers, Arrhenius, Eusebius, um, uh, 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 Augustine. Go to Nineveh. Yeah, Jonah, thank you, uh, engaged culture. One of Augustine's seminal works. Was the city of God. It's essentially laying the groundwork for rules of engagement. What, you know, what to do and what we can't do, and how do we maintain our distinctiveness while also engaging the world? And yet it is the descendants of those churches that dutifully said, Yes, yes, master, yes. What is thy bidding, my master? Shut down. Don't preach. Yes, master. We will we will shut down don't don't we don't need to see any medical evidence just tell us what to do master state we will shut down we bow the knee to you it is the descendants of those protestant denominations that said cultural engagement was inherent to our calling it is their descendants who assume the position for COVID stan and it is the descendants of the denominations who said they had no business crossing swords with the cultures of this world that were never even tempted to do so. To the point, and, 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 and the state so understood that trying to get them to was so futile that there was really no point in even going there with them. That'll preach. See what I'm saying with that? Oh, yeah. Is that the way this is supposed to work? I don't think so. So are we so relevant that we're relative? We're we're so connected to culture we're we're copulating with it. We're one with it. Something to think about. Lisa says, I've had a question running through my mind about motivations and good deeds. I was in line at the grocery store waiting to check out. The woman in front of me was trying to pay with a snap card. That's, that's um, uh, food stamps, right? Is that the snap card?
3: Oh, I have no Aaron, idea. looked that up.
1: I want to make sure. But I think snap card means food stamps. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. The one in front of me was trying to pay with a snap card that didn't have back when my mom was on food stamps. She didn't have snap cards. She had to literally pull out food stamps out of her purse. The woman in front of me was trying to pay with a snap card that didn't have enough funds in it for her to purchase. She was taking a good bit of time trying to figure out what was going on. I was not patient. To speed up the process, I told the cashier I would pay her balance. I was thanked, but did I do a good deed? Now, two people thought I did. I was just in a hurry. I heard the part of your show that talked about motivations recently. And... I felt a little convicted, and I'm not a believer in coincidence. First of all, Lisa, you have demonstrated more self-awareness yeah. in this email than any elected leader has demonstrated in America that I'm aware of with very limited exceptions in the better part of my career. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with the good news. If that sounds like maybe the hammer's going to drop in a minute, it might be right. But let's start with the good news. It speaks well of your character that you're even asking this question. And that's uh, that's not a platitude. That's straight up, sister. That you're even asking this is a level of discernment that just frankly the average American believer just doesn't achieve. Props to you for asking this. Now as to your question, did you do a good deed Because your motivations were bad. The answer is no. You did not do a good deed. However, and you're right, you're right. Let me finish that thought. You're right to be squeamish or sheepish about accepting hosannas for the fact that you were just in a hurry. You're right to not think that. Yeah, I probably should take the brownie button for that one. You're right about that. It's not worthy of a helmet sticker from you. However, all things work together for the glory of God and for those called according to His purposes. A sovereign God used the raw material of your impatience to bless that person. So, I would urge you to not take credit for that good deed. But I think it is fair to say, you know, I really was just in a hurry. And I have to get going. But if if this blesses you, give credit to God who gave me the resources to pass these on to you. So, you're right. Your motivations were not altruistic by any stretch, by your own admission. However... Not wrong either, I don't think, to look at the fact that God used these circumstances to bless somebody else. Any thoughts on that?
3: I've got a slightly different take, only because I'm taking what I think is every word she said at face value. She said, didn't she say, I I was feeling a little salty and patient, but in the moment, I think she said, I also felt convicted from something I heard on your show.
1: She said she felt convicted later on because uh, people had told her she did a good deed and then she felt convicted later on about her motivations because her motivations were not to do a good deed. It was just to get out of there and to get the bill paid.
3: Well, I listen, the little, there's a great story out of uh, Phil Robertson's book when he was going through the process of conversion. He had been reading his Bible, but he uh, said, "I, yeah, I was still kind of a skeptic of the power of this Holy Spirit thing. And he was out on his boat and uh out in the swamps and there were some uh poachers who kept stealing his uh, fish out of the nets he has set mm-hmm. and he came around a corner one day and he caught him right in the act and he the, phil robertson came up and he raised his shotgun and pointed right at him and he said i had this whole internal dialogue he said this is the time i have to test this whole faith thing and he told he told him, I said, Boys, this could go one way but I'm going to give you another choice. I'm going to let you take this fish, these fish that you're stealing from me. But you're going to leave and you're never ever going to do that again. I hear what
1: you're saying. How that how At, that could apply w- here is that Lisa in another spiritual state might have also been very impatient and yes. then might have said, "Hey, hurry up. What are you doing here?" Maybe embarrass the woman, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? And said, "Can you move aside so somebody else but in but a a regenerated lisa acts on her impatience by by doing an act of compassion even if her motivations weren't necessarily altruistic is that what you're saying
3: yes and my larger point is the power of god's grace over our sin Mm -hmm. because the simple fact let's all think of something that somebody could do to us that we are certain right now and we all know what those kind of things would be, and they're bad, and we don't even want to think about them. We are certain right now we would never want to forgive them. In fact, we'd want to kill them. But if the person who did that authentically came and asked for forgiveness, hmm. authentically, mm-hmm. we have to give it to them. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't... I. And that's my point about this. We're talking about the, the checkout line. The greater thing is, you're not going to want to give that forgiveness. You're going to, you're going to feel the hate. You might be compelled though to say, I, "I, I don't want that hate, though. I have to. I know other way." And I know you felt this kind of like pulling out of yourself in your own life. So I, I know I'm not saying anything that doesn't resonate yeah. with you on some level. But
1: so essentially, we're saying then. I, I think you make two really good points. I love the Phil Robertson anecdote. We're essentially saying, Lisa, don't accept the humanitarian of the year award for this act okay sure based on your admittance of your own motivations but it also does speak to the work of grace in your life (laughs) that even when not acting altruistically your impulse was to act on it in a way that still blessed somebody else rather than embarrass them or shame them or condemn them
3: everybody thought mother Teresa. But I must, when I do something good, I must feel like I think she felt like and was just ethereal. When she died, they found her diary she said, I felt like hell and the devil was taunting me all the time, hmm. yet I did it anyways. that That's the battle, temporarily, that we face.
1: Listen, man, there's been plenty of days I've gone into the gym, 80, 90% of them, go. I was Perfect not motivated knowledge. to go. There it is. But I finished the
2: circuit anyway, right? Yeah. Aaron, you have a quick thought on this? Yes. I've, I've been in this scenario before, and I've had the same internal dialogue before, provided that you didn't go and post about how you paid for the groceries of... Of some in need person with food stamps on social media afterwards regardless of what your motivation and where your heart was that cost you to do what was a good a high character move regardless of what your motivations were at the time the fact that you're asking this question now regardless of where your heart was then I think your heart is in the right place now now mm-hmm. that's from the outside looking in only truly what's going on is between you and God but from the outside looking in I'd say that's probably the, the case here
1: We'll come back more feedback Friday when we return here in a moment.
0: The truth. Straight. No chaser. Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Somewhere out there it might be one person who has not taken my plea promise to try built bar Taken me up on it yet if that is you give in not to the hate no give in to the love i'm telling you you won't regret this it's the best protein bar you have ever had it's the best taste it's the best most nutritious candy bar you've ever had now they don't bill it as that but man if i cut a couple of these up into pieces and had you taste them or a candy bar. And I told you, Hey, these are both candy bars. You'd believe it. That's how good these are. They have the texture of a candy bar as well. Not the aftertaste or the chalkiness of a lot of protein bars that are out there. All of their flavors covered in real chocolate, whether it's low sugar, they keep it at seven grams of sugar or less low carb. Most of these bars are five grams of carbs or less. A couple of the more decadent ones, are like seven carbs. I mean, they they make this fit into any healthy lifestyle. They taste great. You don't have to worry or make the choice anymore. Movie theaters are opening back up. And you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can stay on the wagon when I go there. Take these with you. I mean, sneak them in. Don't tell anybody. I do it. But that's, uh, is this on? I'm sorry. But, um, but trust me, you don't have to choose between health and taste any longer. Give it a shot right now. If you haven't yet, 15% off your first order when you use the promo code DACE at BuiltBar.com. B-U-I-L-T builtbar.com if you've already tried them and you want to go back because your husband or wife ate them all uh, go to builtbar.com you get to use that promo code as well 15 percent off either your first or next order when you go to builtbar.com and use the promo code dace let's get back to feedback friday this is from broxton He says the very first Sunday of the shutdown back in March of 2020, before we knew for sure that this was all crap. Our pastor said, isn't it crazy that God can use something the size of this virus to bring the world to its knees because of our turning away from him? Many have made the argument that God is using or has used COVID to prune his church and separate the wheat from the chaff and who's really devoted to him. But now each day that goes by, we uncover more lies about this pandemic and learn that it's really not that big of a deal. Nonetheless, it has thinned out the church. How do we make sense of this? Is God using a lie to do the pruning? Does anything I'm saying make sense? Yeah, it makes all kinds of sense, actually. Um, goes back to what I said to the previous emailer, Lisa. Uh, my favorite scripture is the eighth chapter of Romans. I think it has soaring eloquence. It's challenging, convicting, And inspiring, and to me, the money line of God's sovereignty is all things work together for the glory of God, and for those called according to His his purposes. That doesn't mean all things work together. There's a lot of evil in the world, correct? Correct. Okay. All things work together for the glory of God, meaning that a sovereign God can use absolutely anything as raw material. You see this. demonstrated for example in the life of of Joseph in the Old Testament he is thrown uh in or he's thrown into slavery by by his brothers and the the father who loved him who gave him the technicolor dream coat uh, thinks he's gone forever years later they they reunite and it's now Joseph is the highest Ranking public official, other than the royal family itself in Egypt. And he is now in a position to save God's covenant people from a great famine. Now, along the way, Joseph was falsely imprisoned, faced other persecutions, but God used all of that raw material to mold together a sequence of events that put Joseph in place where he needed to be to continue God's prophetic plan did god order joseph into those situations did god order potiphar to lie about joe did god say hey let me raise up a temptress to make a false allegation that's contrary to the character of god and why are we commanded not to bear false witness every one of those commandments is we're commanded not to act as god's covenant people in a way counter to god's character we're to represent we're ambassadors. We represent the character of the one who we are, who's in charge of us, right? But God used the conditions of this fallen world and redeemed them through the heroic act of Joseph later in life. I look look in my own life. My own upbringing helped prepare me. Do we live in a period of time where we don't know what the truth is a lot? We don't know who we can rely on a lot. We don't know who we can count on a lot. We, is, is that? To say the least. Yes. Holding on to the constants in life, the fundamentals in life with in those circumstances, is is, is it easy or hard?
3: It's very hard it's, at it's, times.
1: It, it's very hard. Where did I learn to do that? Because of the way I grew up. Your old man's supposed to be the rock, man. My old man waffled. Some days he was the rock. Other days he'd drop a rock on you. I didn't know which of these days it was which. Sometimes both things would happen within the same day. He could just turn on you like that. You know, like our politicians turn on us. Like today's ideologies just turn on us. Like our institutions have turned on us. I had to learn to hold on to who I was and what I thought and what I believed in an environment where everything around me was negotiable constantly, interchangeable constantly. That helped prepare me for, I had no idea, living in the basement on Royal Oak Street in Wyoming, Michigan, wearing, wearing headphones and listening to WLAVFM so I don't have to listen to whatever is going on between Dave and Vicky upstairs. I did not know at that moment listening to Susudio for the 15th time, okay? I didn't know that moment. It made no sense to me. I questioned, does a God even exist that would allow people to to live like this? I had no idea that those moments God was going to redeem and use that kid in that basement bedroom at Royal Oak to do the kind of stuff I, I get to do by his grace now. So... That's what it means. All things work together for the glory of God and for those called according to his purposes. Now, that's key. Because, therefore, don't do evil so good may come. Because if you're not called according to his purposes and you go out there and do evil, you'll just, you'll just enjoy all the consequences of that evil and there will be no redeeming of it. So don't test fate. Don't tempt God. But know that if you are in circumstances beyond your control, evil is being done to you. Or you've done evil to others you regret and you don't know how to make up for it. That a sovereign God does know how to do that. A sovereign God does know how to redeem those circumstances. So no Broxton, that doesn't, that's not senseless at all, brother. That's a great question. That's a great point. David says, I ran across this horror on a local horror, I should say, sorry, on a local Presbyterian church pastor's Facebook page. He had his congregants repeat repeated after him on Easter Sunday as they met outside and anticipated meeting inside for the first time the following week. Quote, several people have asked for a copy of the litany of sorts that I led on Easter Sunday out in the park. As we, as we prepare to reopen our doors for worship in the sanctuary next week, I had everyone repeat the following after me. Listen to this. When I come to church, I will wear a mask the whole time, covering my mouth and nose, not around my chin, because mammals don't breathe through their chins, and I am a mammal. I won't grumble. I won't complain. I will wear my mask, even if I am fully vaccinated, because I care about my friends at church. I will wear a mask. Until Dr. Fauci tells me not to. Amen. This solemnizes every indefensible assertion you guys have been unraveling for months. Literally, hell yeah, it does, David. I'd never, ever set foot in that church again, and I would do everything I could in my power short of what causes restraining orders to be approved to stop anyone i know or care about from doing so
2: you're closer to hell inside that church yes, than yes you, you are outside are. of you, it yes you which are which
1: is which is why
3: i fully expected you to have another line like he was saying that to make the point mm-hmm. that was authentic from a yes. pastor he wasn't trying to make a point
1: of a false gospel no no you're saying he was saying do I it. yeah
3: did not see that coming that that was going to be that Full throated. I mean, I get people imply that. Pastors have said, just follow the rules out. I'm so used to that. I did not expect that pastor to be that aggressively in hell.
1: My God. Give him credit. Most of the time, wolves in sheep's clothing don't take the sheep's clothing off. So you just keep falling for the scam repetitively. Give this one credit for showing you the fangs. And now you know, flee. Taylor Yancey says, my question is centered around conservative Christian men. I'm a mid twenties female and I'm really involved with my church slash faith. And I'm really interested in politics as well. I'm really independent. I paid my student loans off on my own and I bought a house last year. I've been really discouraged Because I don't ever seem to interest any guys in my circle, and I'm not sure what else to do. A lot of my girlfriends feel similar to or a lot of my girlfriends similar to me feel the same way. I know the Christian faith and conservatism aren't popular with my age group, which makes it harder too. I don't know if you, Todd, or Aaron have any advice. Having a family is important to me because I think more than ever it's critical for people like us to raise more people like us to go into the world and push back on this insanity. I don't know what to tell you. Taylor, I, I will say I have run into, I mean, there are women I'm close to personally and professionally in their thirties and forties who are definitely not unattractive, um, who and professionally successful who have struggled to find men worthy of them. Uh, I went and spoke at an event in, uh, in South Dakota a few weeks ago and one of the gals, a pretty gal who was helping to organize the event, probably in her mid to late thirties also had struggled to find a husband worthy of her. I have run into this in lots of places, let alone in your 20s. And I, I don't know what to say other than I'm sorry. Um, this is a chronic problem. I mean, if you look at our census data, the average 25-year-old male in America for the first time in the history of this country is more likely to be living at home with a parent than living in another home married to a woman with a kid. That's death of the West kind of stuff, you know? So,
2: Aaron, do you have any thoughts on this? Unfortunately, I I would say a variation of that, and I I don't know... I'll say this, and I, this is not meant to sound anything short of, of encouraging. Because I know, I know a, a few uh, women as well uh, who are in the same, same boat as you. There's no magic formula for cracking the code, if you will. Um, I would also say that um, on behalf of my species, of my demographic... Age demographic anyway. Uh, th- sorry for the arrested development. <laughs> I- I'm sorry. I'm, I-, I know a number of Christian Christian men who are either complete wussies, um, soft-headed wussies, or are just uh, arrested in, the, in their development. Um, so I-, I would say this, though. You sound like you have a great head on your shoulders, so you probably don't need to hear this. Never, ever, 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 ever settle. I, uh, I was a bit burnt out on, on the dating thing a few years ago. Um, all of a sudden I I decided to try to try to go for it again. And, uh, you know, I met uh, Bella in, uh, early May of 2019 and we were married by the end of the year. So I would say don't give up, never give up, um, the desire to be married is is not a bad thing ever, um, but uh, I, I would also just remind you never, yeah, ne- never settle. Um, I and I don't really know <laughs> what's more there is to say. I, I know I'm closer to the age range, um, but I I've just heard this story more and more, and maybe a few years ago. I would have said, well, you can try this app or this app. And, and there are some good apps to, to, to try out there or, um, you know, getting together with anybody in your church who can help you, you know, maybe uh, set you up or anything like that. But um, I wish I could be more encouraging than that. But I would just say um, know your worth, know your value, never settle.
3: I, I actually have something really quick, Steve, about that. I think a lot of people, they, they listen, you don't want to be unequally yoked. But there's a lot of people that have a sense of this is what it's supposed to look and feel like. And grace catches that net. And you ha- remember the, 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 you know, the, the the stinky birth of the Lord in that manger. I used to tell my sister before she, now she's happily married. But I said, you've got to be open to how love conquers all. You might see the tattooed guy who smokes, but that guy has been Overwhelmed by the grace of God. And if you're not open to him, your heart's not really open. So I don't know if that describes you in any way. If you think it's got to look a certain way, open up your heart hmm. to greater possibilities. I, I Maybe that might work.
1: Hey, May 30th, June 6th, those are the next two dates for the... Uh the Front Sight Firearms Institute's premier firearms and self-defense training. They do this on a 500-plus acre facility just outside of Vegas. Uh, this is what our colleague Daniel Horowitz, he's done this with his listeners on his podcast a few times now. He's a big proponent of this. If you want to take advantage of it, uh, you can get up to 16 hours of firearm training on the range, up to eight hours of intellectual training, how to how to learn and think about self-defense from a constitutional, constitutional perspective. They'll do that for you in the classroom as well. Right now they're offering 990, 9, 90% off the training. Now you take care of your travel and accommodations, but 90% off the training for either the May 30th or June 6th course. If you want to get out there before it gets too hot in the summer in Nevada, go to the website constitutioncoach.com. Again, that is constitutioncoach.com. Um, any final thoughts here today, gentlemen? we got about a minute.
3: The, uh, we did some fantastic Theology Thursday on a Friday today. Yeah. We really did.
1: We're getting a, we're getting a ton of theologically oriented feedback on the program. And we love that. That's, I mean, that's originally what we got into this business to do, was to take theology back into the mainstream. So we love that aspect. All of you have a great weekend. We'll see you again on Monday. And John three seventeen.
0: This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.